The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Uh, I'm going to read a scripture in the book of Ezekiel. Looks like I'm talking about the devil, but I want to try and bring something out of it. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 28, very quickly, because we cannot separate Jesus from every expression that we have seen in the whole testament thank god that reverend said that we preach the new test the old testament in the light of the new knowing fully well that everything we see in the old testament is a pointer to jesus christ is the one that everyone spoke about it was is the one that everybody lived about every life that we see in the shadow of the old testament points to the reality of christ and jesus being the fulfillment of everything in fact the way I've always interpreted it from my own understanding is that being the express image of his person. So if Jesus is the concrete image, in fact, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, the Bible says, let us make man in our image. And then uh, more explicitly, Hebrews chapter 1 says that Jesus Christ, from verse 1, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoken to us through our fathers, as in this last days spoken to us through his son. And the Bible says that is the express image of his person. So Colossians chapter 1 verse uh, uh, 15 says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So Hebrews 1, 3 says that he being the express image of his person. Colossians 1, 15 says that he is the image of the invisible God. And then Genesis 1, 26 says when God wanted going to make man, what he had in mind was an image. And Hebrews and Colossians tells us that the image expressly, the character resemblance, according to Colossians uh, 2, I believe, uh, is it verse 6 or verse 9, that says that Jesus Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In the Greek, the theosomatikos. Theo, his divine deity. Somatikos, his concrete. So he draws from the invisible to the visible, from the immaterial to the material, from the abstract to the concrete, from the ones that we cannot comprehend to the one that we can lay hold on, and how Jesus now infuses into concrete reality the things that we could not even understand about God. Saying that is the fullness of the Godhead. Now the Godhead I mean, God is so great that even in heaven's angels still look at him beyond the horizon of the, of the sky. God is so great that an angel describes him and says that his head rises above the heavens. And, and now, that which we could not see about God or understand about God is not brought into concrete reality. But Philip asked Jesus in John 14, he says, show us the Father. He said, if you have seen me. John 1 14 says and the word was made flesh now that's another uh, that, that's 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 another extreme because the word is invisible flesh is tangible the word has no beginning flesh has a beginning the word uh, is like an abstract flesh is a concrete uh, and now the one that cannot be seen now materializes is like it condenses into what you can feel not touch God is a spirit he dwells in the light where no flesh approach then approach uh, and the same God who is a spirit who dwells in 
the light where no flesh can approach now concretizes, condenses into element of physical reality and is substantiated in flesh. I love the way the Amplified Translation puts it. He said the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. In other words... Uh, uh, Jesus is God close to us. That's why the Bible says his name, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And also, now let me quickly go back to Genesis 1, 26. He says, and God made man in his image. If Jesus in Hebrews 1, 3 and Colossians 1, 15 is the image of God, that means when God started Genesis, he had New Testament in mind. He said, God, so if Jesus is the image, so when God made man in Genesis 1, he said, let us make man in Christ. If Christ is the express image of his person, 1 Corinthians 15 says that the first man, Adam, was made, according to another translation, as a receiver of life. And then the second man was made as a giver of life. So in the doctrine of cross hands, which puts the best as the last, which brings the first as the second. If the first man was made a life receiver, and the second man was made a life giver. That means the first man received life from the second man. That means in originality and authenticity, uh, the second man came before the first man. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him there was nothing made that was made. Is the firstborn of every creature. And so God shines light from eternity on the object and then you know if you stand uh, under the sun or stand in the sun and there's light coming to you from this side the, the, the shadow of the real image will cast behind the real object and so God comes from eternity and can only be is only expressible through Christ because he's the express image of his person. And so when the light of God shines on Christ, he casts image behind Christ, and so he declares the end from the beginning. And so he didn't start with us from the object but he started with us from the shadow which is cast by the object so when you open genesis the first thing you see is not the object but the shadow but the shadow is a form of the object you may not be able to determine the real color you may not be able to determine the uh, all the details of the object but you can tell the form if it's a dog you can tell that's a dog if it's a lion from the shadow you can tell that's a lion but because it's Jesus who is the express image of his person what is cast on the object is manifested on the shadow so in genesis the first thing that we see is shadow adam is a shadow 
So Jesus is the Shekinah. Abel is a shadow. That's why Jesus is Abel's sacrifice. Uh, Abraham is a shadow. That's why Jesus said before Abraham, I was. Noah is a shadow because Jesus Christ is our covering of grace that brings us into the ark of his grace and mercy for safety. David is a shadow. That's why Jesus is king priest and prophet. Every of the prophets are shadows, all of them speaking and pointing to a reality of God. And so when we now go back to the shadow, after we have met the object, we can tell exactly that it's not about Moses, it's about Jesus. It's not about Noah, it's about Jesus. And you can't even understand Moses until you understand Jesus. You can't even understand Adam until you understand Jesus. Have you ever read Old Testament before? And after that you got the communication of the word of grace, you now go back to the Old Testament and you now say to yourself, now I see. I see. I see. I look at the tabernacle and then the, the last thing in the tabernacle is the mercy seat. And now I realize in the New Testament, you don't find mercy seat. In the New Testament, you find throne of grace. Because mercy was the height of the Old Testament. But grace is the manifest of the New Testament. And so if the height was seat and this one is not a seat is a throne because there's a difference between a seat and a throne every throne is a seat but not every seat is a throne because seats are temporal but thrones are permanent so god knew is a process he puts a seat in the old testament because the seat is a shadow pointing to the throne and even that seat only one man in the year could come to it and so John chapter 5 is a very beautiful story of how the old and the new comes together. Because in John chapter 5 you see the Bethesda which is the house of mercy. And now you see the man who sits at the house of mercy waiting for the moving of the water that the bible says uh, is moved only once in a year like once in a year atonement in the old testament and this one is manual because the difference between law and grace is the difference between manual and automatic and so i define grace as god's automated system powered by the finished work of Christ. And so in manual, man is involved. That's why you call it man Noah. But in grace, man is not involved. Have you ever operated a manual machine before? Have you ever driven a manual car before? You determine the change of gear. You determine the turning of the steering. Because there's a difference between power steering and powered steering that old Volkswagen vehicle small
Job Almighty. Because it was not powered, it was power. And then you struggle to turn the wheels, you struggle to change the gear, but when the machine moves from the manual that you need man to operate, to automatic that is already processed. When it's manual, you have to go through the steps all by yourself. But when it's automatic, you just press the button. The work is done, but you are not involved. And so in John 5, you see manual and automatic. It's amazing, like Reverend said, even though grace is here, but there are people who still have to go to the mountain before they meet with God. There are people who will still use the manual system, even though the automatic is already available. This man is waiting for manual operation, for somebody to move the water, then showed up the personification, the embodiment, the encapsulation of everything that God is in all of his ramification. The Bible says Jesus showed up at the house of mercy. What happens when grace in all its embodiment shows up at the house of mercy? That man says I'm waiting for the one year happening. Jesus said I have brought to you the everyday happening. That man says I'm waiting for what man can do and Jesus said I've come to you with everything that God has already done and now he says you don't need any man because this is uh, automatic. You don't need it to be once in a year because this is an everyday experience. Thank God for the everyday experience. When it was once in a year, only the priest until the pastor prays for you until the prophet calls your phone number. But the devil is a liar. The Bible says in Hebrews 4, now let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Tap your neighbor say I'm there already. In the consciousness let me say this quickly. Uh, I, 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 something is driving me away from, from, from what I'm trying to talk about here tonight. Now watch this. Uh, the Reverend said something about covetousness and the fact that what I have come to understand the most about grace is that it's a consciousness because the, 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 the most important thing about our work with God is being able to live in the consciousness. Uh, let me share my testimony. I was already saved. Uh, I, I, I was born again in the ministry of the gospel. I was pastoring a fellowship on campus and I had struggled with masturbation. I had never been with a woman. I was still a virgin. And, but, but I found myself uncontrollably masturbating and, and I prayed and fasted. It did not stop. I remember I was on a fasting program and it was in the last day of the fast. I finished the fast masturbating because after the masturbation, I was so disappointed in myself. I said, let me go get some food and God said to me, he said, don't try to bind the devil. Uh, instead of you, because the guilt came, the condemnation I always felt. But I realized that the Bible says in Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Didn't know much about grace, but the Holy Spirit said to me, I wanted to understand that whether you masturbate or not, you are still a child of God. <laughs> 
out and it doesn't matter what you think has happened I felt worse than somebody who committed murder and the Holy Spirit said try this every time you masturbate stand up and say devil you did it but I'm still here I'm still a child of God I'm still saved and heaven bound and spirit filled and I focus more on righteousness consciousness instead of seeing consciousness for to be carnally minded he is dead but to be spiritually minded is life and so I'm now like a DSTV system according to Colossians chapter 3 he said if you then are risen with Christ set your my, uh, you know something about DSTV? Uh, you can only view the channel that you set. Uh, ah, if you put it on 102, 103, 104, 106, uh, you get movie magic. Uh, if you view it or put it on 151, uh, you get uh, a showcase uh, uh, African magic. Uh, if you view it on 166, like my house help loves to do, or, or one, is it 166, uh, then it's Z World. And when you set it in Z World, you will be living in the consciousness of a Z world. And now he says, set your mind. So my mind is a decoder. My spirit is the satellite that hangs on my house. And watch this church. And my life is the television. And what determines my view is the channel on my decoder. And then it is gotten from the signal. Now, now the real satellite is not just the one hanging in my house exactly the shape of the satellite on my house is exactly the shape of the real satellite of DSTV because the real DSTV satellite is not on earth is in heaven so that like 1 John 4 17 as he is so when somebody asks you how are you don't tell them how you are tell them how he is is because as he is so I ask your neighbor how are you now please watch this watch this the DSTV the DSTV the uh, satellite on my house the dish looks exactly like the satellite in heaven and so what happens is that my DSTV dish is connected to the DSTV satellite they have the same shape they are pointing in the same direction that's why the installer makes sure that your dish is facing where it is so the dish is my spirit it looks exactly like the one in heaven because I'm a replica of it. Those movie stations are not on my dish. They are on the dish of the satellite in heaven. But everything as long as there is subscription somebody got it already you can have spirit and soul and body but if there is no subscription you cannot view it sometimes you and you always pay in advance they don't let you use it and then you pay for it you pay for it then you can have it and then you can pay for one month you can pay for three months you can pay for one year but 
maybe my subscription was not paid for one year because in the Old Testament they paid subscription yearly because the sacrifice of atonement is a year old lamp and the longevity of the sacrifice determined the longevity of the sacrifice if it's a one year old lamp after one year it expires then came the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world he's not one year old he's not 30 year old henceforth no we no man after the flesh because we have known Jesus after the flesh henceforth knowing him no more the Bible says in Hebrews this high priest entered into the holiest of all because is from eternity to eternity is the ancient of days much less and endless because one year lamb will cover one year what will be the covering of the lamb that is eternal and then he was going to pay my subscription so that we can have access to view what on earth what is obtainable in heaven and I understand through the word of grace that my life in eternity is fully subscribed <laughs> tap your neighbor fully paid and what I'm trying to do you can have full subscription on your DSTV but if you don't have time to watch it you're still not going to be, you're still going to be without view. But if you know how to switch it on, and then you have the remote control, which helps you to turn your mind. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, Romans chapter 12, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's amazing, people of God, that the sin that Lucifer con committed was a sin of consciousness. We don't have time to read it, but some of us will know the story. The Bible in the book of Ezekiel 28 described the previous state of Lucifer while he was still Lucifer, the, the brightness. And you understand that this brightness was due to his relationship with God. The Bible says he was made of precious stones. There was no flesh in Lucifer. Every part of his body, when he moved to music plate, he didn't need anybody to harmonize him because he was an individual set of harmony his voice was a combination of every chord every rhythm when lucifer sang he did not need a tenor or a soprano he did not need anybody because his voice was a unifying voice of every kind of note expression he was glorious and the bible says he was in eden watch this church because it occasions me to understand something that what went wrong? Uh, Ezekiel, I mean Isaiah 14 and 12 explains uh, that uh, Lucifer said, I will arise. I will, I will, I will. And you see covetousness. The greatest sin of Lucifer was the fact, uh, we don't have time to explain it, but you know the biggest manifestation of the devil is Antichrist. I don't believe Lucifer wanted to be like God the Father. 
I don't believe it. Why? Because God the Father was not even fully understood by him. The glory of God the Father was so much that they could not even understand him. It would be the most unrealistic thing for Lucifer to want to contend with the throne that surpasses the horizon of the sun. But sitting beside the Father was the image of his person and he felt because Lucifer's glory was dependent on God's presence but there was this carrier of glory who was his effulgence that was the one Lucifer was not comfortable with and he says I will be like God because he is also God talking about Jesus and that's why the biggest manifestation of Lucifer is that anti-Christ not anti-God because Lucifer specifically issue is with image he wanted let me tell you Lucifer was never made in the image of God he was made as an angel he was not made in the image of God but Lucifer wanted the image of God so he was coveting what was not originally his function he was coveting what was originally not his makeup and because he wanted it watch this God said I'm not going to give it to you and God brought him down in the earth and God said you see your calling brethren how that not many mighty it's amazing the least part of the earth is the soil and God looked at the soil and said devil you wanted my image but you can't have it and God formed man from the dust of the earth and God said let us make a man listen God said it's going to be after our likeness devil say lucifer said i want to be like he wanted the likeness of god but he didn't have it and god said i'm going to raise a mortal flesh and god raised me and you up in the beginning his original intention and said i'm going to make him in our image and so ladies and gentlemen the devil's greatest ambition is your original purpose to manifest as the express image of his person watch this now sin came and i'm gonna round up because the devil knew if i can let what happened to me happen to adam how did the devil know that if you eat of that tree you are going to become self-conscious. You cannot give what you have never partaken of. The Bible says that he was this until the day iniquity was found in him. I want to believe and I stand to be corrected that somehow could it have been, could it have been that the devil was the first to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good because exactly what happened to Adam when he ate the tree from the tree was the same thing that happened to Lucifer all of a sudden when he said, I will arise and I will be like. He said, when you eat this tree, there will be a consciousness of your flesh. Adam did not know that he was flesh. He did not know about his natural uh, uh, vulnerability. That's why the Bible says they were naked and not a shame. I submit to you, the flesh was never perfect. God never intended that the flesh will be perfect. 
because it was the least of the earth. So even man in his state of perfection was not because of the perfectness of his flesh. Because the Bible says they were naked. And naked speaks of vulnerability. They had vulnerabilities but they were not ashamed. Because henceforth knowing no man after the flesh. They were not conscious of themselves. They were only conscious of him. And now Paul says in Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live. Yet not I but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so Lucifer says to Adam, when you eat of this tree, is the knowledge of good and evil. There's a figure of speech in English that is called uh, merism. Merism is when you use polarities to describe totality. Somebody asks you, where have you been? You say, I've been to the east and the west. You have not been to the east and west. But you are saying that you've been everywhere. So, merism is a figure of speech where you use the polarities to explain totality. So, when you say, I'm neither here nor there. The truth is, you are, it's not like you've been here or there. But you have been within the space of time. And so, the tree of the knowledge of good and Evil is a merism to explain the totality of flesh and self-consciousness. Because the day you eat of this tree, you are not going to be conscious of who you are in the image anymore. You will be conscious of who you are in the flesh. Because Lucifer became conscious of self. That's why the opposite of selflessness is selfishness. I said that we live in a selfie generation. Do you know one of the signs of the end time is that Jesus said in in Matthew 24, 12, that man shall, the love of man shall wax cold. Men shall be lovers of themselves, as Paul said to Timothy. Look at the selfie. When phone came, the, the camera of the phone was only to cover other people. And it was difficult for you to focus on yourself because originally it's never supposed to be about you. It's supposed to be about other people. But in the selfie or the selfishness of this generation. And, and so in the beginning, the clarity of the front camera of the one that focuses on you was less than the clarity on the one that focuses on people. But it gradually came up to the same level. So that what the system of the world is telling you is that before any other thing, you first. Which is anti-kingdom that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and every other thing shall be added unto you. And so what happened to, to Adam was the day he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he did not die physically. He became disconnected from God because he became conscious of self. The Bible says his eyes open and he knew that he was naked. Ladies and gentlemen, every time your eyes open, you will see that you don't have money in your pocket. Every time your eyes open, you will see that you have a headache. Every time your eyes open, you will see that you are better than the other person who is standing or sitting beside you. But when you close your eyes to the reality of the physical consciousness and you live in the consciousness of who God is, because grace, which is God's automation for you and I, is to uh, uh, focus on who. That's why Galatians 3.27, Galatians 3.29 talks about the fact that what we now wear is a consciousness 
of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, what kills us the most is when we are conscious of who we are. It's not a bad idea to look at yourself in the mirror. Every morning we all do that. There's an there's a, there's a element of vanity in every one of us because we're human beings. But the point is we are not supposed to allow the consciousness of our physical vulnerability and who we are on the outside to take over the consciousness of who we are on the inside. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 that I am what I am by the grace of God. And, 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 and the man of grace focuses because he said let us make man in our image and that image is Christ ladies and gentlemen when you got up this morning it was Christ that got up the Bible says is the firstborn I read it in the King James Colossians 1 he says is the firstborn of every Romans chapter 8 that Pastor Wally quoted he's the firstborn not over among watch that firstborn among many brethren Colossians 1, firstborn, not over, of every. Watch this. I'm going to close with this. Then, then Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 22 and 23. It says, we have come to Mount Zion. We have come to the general assembly of the saints. We have come to the church of the firstborn. Now, in the King James, it says the first of the firstborn, the church of the firstborn, in the original translation, is the church of the firstborn ones. Let me explain. So the Old Testament helps me to understand the New Testament. In the Old Testament, after God delivered the wealth of Egypt to Israel by killing the firstborn, that was when he made the transfer. God said, I want the firstborn of every Israelite, from the human to the cattle. But God said in the book of Numbers that I don't want to take the firstborn of Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah. I want, I, so he took the tribe of Levi and made them priests. So we're in the Levitical, which is the priesthood. First Peter 2 9 says that we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. Revelation 1 6 says he has made us kings and priests. So in the New Testament, everybody is a priest. Watch this. Every Levite. So God said, instead of choosing from all of the tribes, I want Levites to represent firstborn. So in the Old Testament, every time the Levites gather, is the gathering of the firstborn. Because every Levite represents the firstborn. And so the Bible now says, we have come to the general assembly because there are three dimensions of the anointing of the firstborn. The priesthood anointing, the kingship anointing, and the anointing of double portion. And now he says that every time the Levites gather, they are firstborn. And now in the New Testament, when Jesus is called firstborn among many brethren, Jesus never held unto himself the position of the first. That's why the Bible did not say that we are he says we are joint hairs. The word joint hairs, according to Hebrew understanding, is that there's a difference between co-hair and joint hair. A co-hair is a hair but does not get the same as the, the, the direct hair to the promise. But a joint hair, in the Hebrew expression, gets the same. Look at what Jesus did for you and I. He says, whatever I get is what you get. And so when he made us joint here, he's not firstborn only, he's firstborn among, the word among there in the Greek expression is equality to say that as he is first, 
It doesn't matter what your position is before you came to Jesus. Before God born you again, like Pastor Wally said. Before God born you again. And so Hebrews 12, 22, 23 says, we have come to the church where everybody is a firstborn. Because in the Old Testament, when priests gather, firstborns gather. In the New Testament, when the children of God gather, everything. Listen, this is difficult. And that is why grace message is contested by everybody. How can you get everything that Jesus gets? But we submit to you, which is the gospel of our Lord Jesus, that as he is. God does not look at you different from the way he sees Jesus. Because every time you show up, you are put on Christ. You come in the full consciousness. Now, the problem is not with God. The problem is with us. Because the devil keeps telling us in our mind that it's still you. And the reason why we're listening to the word of grace and receiving it with faith in our heart is to get to that point on conformity. Where I'm able to see myself exactly the way God sees me. Let's thank Jesus. Because as he is, the devil wanted it, he couldn't get it. But God made us in his likeness. Let's give him praise and glory. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.